Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time for the Wichita State Shocker Men's Basketball Coaches Show with your head coach, Isaac Brown. Now let's go live to AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley at the corner of 13th and Greenwich Road with the voice of the Shockers, Mike Kennedy. Good evening. Welcome to AJ's Sports Grill. This is our second men's basketball radio show of the season and for the first time. This will also be on TV, so welcome to all of our audiences out there. Head coach Isaac Brown joining me, and a week ago at this time, the Shockers had not played a game. Now there are two in the books, an 85-80 win over Oral Roberts, a 72-62 loss yesterday to Missouri. Maybe let's start with just uh, what do you feel like are your main takeaways from the first two games of the season? Well, main takeaways are that, you know, we got really good guards, and they're able to create plays off the bounce to get each other easy shots. We've been doing a good job of scoring it at the basket. Um, depth has been a problem, you know, with, with kids out. But overall, you know, the R. Roberts game, I thought we defended well. We scored the ball well um, against Missouri. They're a tough, older, defensive-minded team, and we couldn't score the ball at the basket like we wanted to, and we didn't do a great job of getting back in transition. We talked a little bit last week, just kind of touched on it, about the fact that the Oral Roberts game was the first time this fall that you have played somebody other than yourselves. There have been referees present and so forth. No internal scrimmage, no exhibition game. Uh, Talk a little bit about how difficult it is to just jump into a season opener without that chance to make those evaluations. I think it's very difficult. You know, you tell the players in practice, you know, I'm refereeing, the other coaches refereeing, and we're not blowing the whistle as much as the ref would in the game. And so we're trying to tell them about technique and guarding the right way, guarding without fouling. So I think that was huge for us to be able to get a game under our belt going into that game. I figured it would be a little different for them because they wasn't used to hearing the whistle blow. But, um, you know, we battled back, started out slow. We got down nine to ten points. And I thought the leaders on our team stayed together, communicated, and battled back, and we were able to get the win. You've been practicing for close to two weeks after you had some positive tests up in South Dakota with just eight players that have been available for the first two games. And I wondered if you'd elaborate a little bit on just the the difficulty of really preparing for games when all you can do is go four on four. I think that affected us a lot for the simple fact like against Missouri and not taking anything away from Missouri. They're a good basketball team. I think they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. But like on a make and miss shot, just not getting back in transition, 
because we were unable to practice that. We didn't have 10 guys, so we couldn't simulate that in practice. So I think that was the biggest thing, just being able to go five-on-five five live, going up and down the court like you would in a regular game. We had to do a lot of stuff half court, so that was the biggest difference. And not just getting back, but what coaches talk about is as your organization in transition defense. You can't really practice organizing when you've only got four guys back defending. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, like I said, we stayed a lot in half court, and we would do four-on-three transition drills. But like you said, that's only four guys coming at you, and it's not five. You know, you still got to get deepest to deepest, but we didn't assimilate that enough in practice to make it take into the game. And on the offensive end, talk, if you would, a little bit about, the, about spacing on offense and, and the difficulty of getting a feel for that when you're only practicing with three other guys out there. Yeah, normally in practice when you're doing five-on-five, five, we'll have two guards up top, two guards on the wing, two forwards, and we'll have our big guy in the dunker spot. But we were unable to do that because it was only four guys, so we wouldn't have that guy in the dunker spot as much. We were just trying to do a lot of dribble drive, running motion in practice without that guy being in the dunker spot. So that's a little bit different than playing five-on-five in a game. And on top of not being able to simulate that in practice and get that feel, you are still dealing with the eight guys you had. Three are in the program for the first time this year. So these are guys still getting used to each other, and there'd be some lack of cohesiveness anyway, let alone with only four guys in practice. Yeah, I thought Gilbert did a good job of sharing the basketball. I thought he played well trying to get his teammates involved. Even though he played at UConn last year, this is his first time playing with his teammates. Um, Clarence Jackson came off the bench. He gave us a lot of energy. I think he'll get better and better once he gets to know the system, like the back of his hand. He'll be really good. I thought Trevin Wade came in and gave Al Tariq Gilbert some solid minutes, you know, for a guy that's his first two college games. I thought those guys played well. And you mentioned Al Tariq Gilbert and, and uh, really trying to get people involved, and it seemed like that continued to get better as time went on. He had his only two assists of the Oral Roberts game late in the game. They were mm-hmm. both really big. And then six assists against Missouri yesterday. Yeah, I told him after the first game, the Oral Roberts game, I said, Al Tariq, you should lead this conference in assists, man. The way you handle the ball, the way you can create off the bounce, Teams are going to run towards you with two and three people. you got to start making sure you're kicking it out to Dexter Dennis, kicking it out to Tyson, dumping it down to Morris Udeze for dunks. You can make their life easier by the way you create off the bounce. And, of course, the flip side of that is it takes some time to get everybody familiar with each other so that they are looking for those plays that he's able to make. Yes, and that's what we try to do in practice. That's another thing. When you're going four-on-four in practice, I'm unable to put the starting five on the same team. So I kind of got to mix them up, and they're going against each other instead of playing with each other. So I think the fact that some of these guys are starting coming back, now we can put those starters together with each other. And and I don't want this to sound like some kind of moral victory or piping blue sky to anybody, but you lost to Missouri by 10. A few days before that, they beat the number 21 team in the nation, Oregon, by eight, and they were up 12 to 16 virtually the entire second half in that game. So certainly yesterday's loss, on top of everything we've talked about, certainly not an embarrassment or anything to hang your head about. I told the guys yesterday, I'm not happy with with the loss. You know, you're never happy with a loss. But I do feel like we can learn a lot from that game because that's a good, experienced, tough, older team. The youngest guy on their team that they played in that game was a junior. I just felt like we learned some key things like 
transition defense. You got to get back. You can't give up a, a team layups and dunks, guarding without fouling. I felt like once the ball got in the half court and we had a set defense, we were able to guard them. It was just the fact that after a make or a miss, we didn't get back in transition. So we got to learn from that. In fact, uh, just to add a number to it, it was a 10-point game. They outscored you by 10 points on points in the paint, by 9 points on fast break points, and that was a lot of their points in the paint was those fast breaks, especially really early in the first half. That's the difference in a game. I mean, anytime you give a team layups in transition, you let them get to the free throw line, you don't make, make them go against a set defense, that's the difference between winning and losing. We didn't get many fast break points. They were able to get their defense back, and they were set every time and that's the reason we scored 62 points they did a great job of defending without fouling they had a big physical center in Tillman those guys did a great job of defending we are off to a one-and-one start with the Shockers we're off to the show on our second week here with coach Brown at AJ Sports Grill at the Alley and we'll be right back Give your employees the smile power they need to conquer any business challenge with a healthy grin. When you want your top people to feel at the top of their game. When your sales team is fresh out of rebuttals and the deal needs to get closed. When it's time to pick a dental insurance plan, give your employees the nation's largest network of smile-defending dentists with plan options that meet your company's budget. Unleash your smile power with Delta Dental of Kansas. It's time to go inside the numbers with BKD CPAs and Advisors. BKD has proudly served the Midwest for more than 90 years. Your team values excellence as much as ours, and we're your biggest fans. As you look toward continued growth and profitability, BKD has the bench strength and resources to help you develop a winning strategy. Everyone needs a trusted advisor. Who's yours? Go to BKD.com and go Shocks. Wake up, comb your hair, grab your keys, go to work, a clock in, clock out, sit in traffic, get home, TV on, grab a beer, roll a joint, take a sip, take a hit, relax. Hungry? Barbecue sounds good. Delivery? Nah, not good to drive. Get in the car, get on the road, run the red. Never saw the other car. DUIs, jail time, death. These can and will happen if you drive impaired. Brought to you by the Kansas Department of Transportation and your Kansas law enforcement community. When Coke Industries seeks new talent for its workforce, it travels all of two miles from its global headquarters to Wichita State University. The team at Coke is filled with shockers who are creating innovations to meet everyday needs like cleaner water, renewable fuels, advanced medical devices, safer vehicles, and energy-efficient building materials. See the inspiring stories for yourself at kochindustries.com. AJ Sports Grill at the Alley, 13th and Greenwich Road in Wichita is your new home for Shocker Coaches shows. Be sure to check out our all-new burger menu because Mondays are burger days at AJ's. And don't forget, Thursdays are buy one, get one free pizza day. Dine-in only and excludes the Superdome. Join us for happy hour every day from 2 to 6 p.m. and 9 to 11 p.m. While you're here, ride the go-karts, take a turn in the laser maze, enjoy the game room, or bowl a couple games. AJ Sports Grill at the Alley, home of the Superdome 29-inch pizza. Two locations in Wichita and one in Hutchinson. Proud supporter of Shocker Athletics. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. You're listening to the Isaac Brown Show with Mike Kennedy. We're live at AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley at the corner of 13th and Greenwich Road. 
Welcome back to our men's basketball show with head coach Isaac Brown here at AJ's. And coach, I did want to get back to something with the Missouri game yesterday. They started off five for six from the field in the first half. And you've talked about not getting back like you should have and so forth. From that point on, in the first half, you held them to 8 for 23, under 35%. You pull within four at halftime, but then they come back and go 12 for 23 in, in the second half, 52%. So what, what happened from how you were playing defensively at the end of the first half to not being able to maybe sustain that in the second half? I think we just got off to slow starts. In the first half, we got off to a slow start. We battled back. We called the timeout, and we talked to kids about just being tough, being able to run back in transition and make them go against a set defense. And we did a great job of that later in the first half. We start sitting down. We start guarding. We start communicating. We start talking. Um, the transition defense was great. We came out the second half the same way we did the start of the first half. We just didn't get stops early on. And I give them a lot of credit. You know, the older, senior-minded team, and those guys were – just able to score the ball better than we could defend them. And is there some benefit, even in a loss, this early in the season, to play a team of that caliber so that some little lapses, things that seem like little lapses, are bigger against a quality team like that? And it, it kind of uh, reinforces to your guys the things you've been talking about. They, they see firsthand the level that they have to be at. That's a great question. I think a lot of times in practice when you're talking to a, you know, 18, 20-year-old that's never played Division One basketball and you're telling them, look, that cut is not going to work in the game against a really good team, they don't understand that. And then when the game gets started and they try to cut and a guy knocks them off a cut or don't allow them to get open, that's why I think, you know, losing to a team like Missouri, again, I'm not happy about the loss, but I do think we can learn from that. That's a great teaching point. So when we watch film no more, now those guys can see the difference between winning and losing. They can see the difference between how you get open and how you don't get open. So I think it'll help us a lot. And fortunately, there were also some positive yesterday. There are going to be some things on that film that you can show them that, that they did well and, and just have to do more of as you go down the road. I thought defensively we were, we were good besides getting back in transition. I thought offensively we were just okay. You know, we got to get better at our spacing. We got to get better at sharing the ball. And I'm telling them all the time, you got to trust your teammates. You may have a good shot, but you got to turn that down and get a great shot. So I think we got to just continue to trust our teammates. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the very first show I asked you about your philosophy a little bit, and certainly uh, you are a, a big believer in this system that was already in place here under Coach Marshall and that you've coached for six years prior to this. And that certainly involves mixing defenses at, at times, and uh, you did that yesterday, went to a zone in the first half that actually was very effective for a while. I think the reason we did that, and I wanted to do that early, you know, we got a young team. Again, we're going up against a senior-oriented team that's been together for 60 to 90 games. And I just didn't feel like we could guard them in a half court the entire game. So we wanted to get them different looks, you know, go against man, go against zone. And I think it worked pretty good. We just got to do a better job, again, in getting back in transition. And that's something that we can, you know, prepare for better in practice now because we can see it on film. And guys know you got to get a harder effort. 
played some 2-2-1, three-quarter court pressure, and, and uh, certainly did some of that effectively in the Oral Roberts game. And so at least even with eight guys, you've had a chance to, to work on that in game situations a little bit. I like the 2-2-1 defense. We'll do that a lot of times on a made field goal. We'll get in our 2-2-1. We'll pressure the ball. We'll try to make them go against a short shot clock when they get it to half court. And then we'll go to our 2-3 zone. And the zone is just, you know, one guy pressing the ball, everybody else in the gaps. Uh, we just got to make sure we're boxing out with that because you're not assigned a man. But once the shot is taken, you got to go box someone out. You know, I, I, we had an interesting question in the, the pregame show yesterday, and you haven't had many fouls in your first two games, 14. Well, somebody suggested that, you know, Dex in the first game played 30-plus minutes, didn't have a foul, and – Sometimes that can be an indication of players maybe not aggressive enough. You'd like to see a guy maybe get a foul or two. But then yesterday, Clarence Jackson played 20-plus minutes, didn't have a foul, and you certainly can't question how aggressively he played. So where are you? I guess with the, with the Dexter Dennis, uh, has he just been playing effective defense without fouling? I agree with you. I've always felt like if you play 30 minutes and you don't pick up a foul, you're not playing hard. But I think Dexter's been playing hard. I think the officials are just letting those kids play right now. It was two physical games, and the refs didn't call a lot of foul. I thought the officiating was great. I'm not saying anything about that. I just think those guys have gotten better at their technique at guarding and practice. We do a lot of close-eye drills. And we work on guys showing the hand. So I think they're doing a better job of showing the hand on defense and not fouling as much. And your two available bigger guys, Morris Udeze, Isaiah Poorbear Chandler, both had foul problems yesterday, although more of that came up late in the second half. But I know even coming into the season, that's something that you've talked about, that, that those are guys and whoever else plays that five spot as you go down the road are going to have to be able to stay out of foul trouble. That's something we talked about this summer, and that's why we're not hedging ball screens as much as we want it because we want to try to keep those guys out of foul trouble. Anytime another team throw the ball in the low post, we want to double down on the low post to help keep them out of foul trouble. So those guys, again, they just got to do a better job with their technique, moving their feet, making sure they're boxing out and not picking up any silly fouls. And certainly Mo has a fair amount of experience over two seasons, but he missed about half of his freshman year with a shoulder. You've mentioned he wasn't totally healthy, totally rehabilitated last year. So uh, is that something that you feel like he's starting to learn to, to play aggressive defense and play solid defense without fouling? I think he's learning. His technique has gotten a lot better. I still think the fact that we're doubling low posts, that's helping him not pick up as many fouls. So as long as he's doing a good job with his technique, not letting it come in as easy, we're going to double the low posts to try to keep him out of foul trouble. And you mentioned Tillman, Mitchell Smith. I mean, that was an unusually big team yesterday, and he was really challenged by some of the people he was having to try to keep out of there. Yeah, Smith is legit you know, four-man that can score the ball. There's a stretch, four-five. He can get out. He can shoot the three. He can bounce the ball. Tillman is a big physical post. He's probably the best post player in the SEC. I thought he gave us a lot of problems. We weren't able to score at the rim against him. You know, you don't see a lot of centers like that, 6'11", with that type of experience. I think we got to do a better job of trying to pull those guys out, side the paint, and drive around them. And you, you mentioned earlier what a good defensive team they are, and I know in your postgame comments you mentioned that uh, what they kind of forced you into was, was too much dribbling, that you weren't able to, to really run your offense, and, and it's awfully hard to score when you're relying on that. 
Yeah, a big physical team like that. They knock you off your court cuts and stuff like that. Um, they got Drew Smith, who is one of the best defenders in the country. He did a good job of guarding Tyson on everything. Even if he ran a baseline out-of-bounds play, he was there on the catch. He's a good on-ball defender. They got a lot of length. You know, they're one of the tallest teams in the country. They gave us a lot of problems defensively. I mean, every shot that we took, they had a hand in our face. They did a great job of boxing out. They're a good defensive team. And not to, to repeat something we said earlier, but that just uh, that's, that's a great reinforcement when you're talking to guys about the kind of cuts they have to make, the kind of screens they have to set against a really quality defensive team like that. That's one thing we got to do a better job, and we can learn from that. And we've been watching film since the All Roberts game. We'll watch film tomorrow. We got to start setting better screens. We can't go one on one as much. These are some high level teams. They're not going to just get beat off the bounce. You got to beat them by executing on offense, setting good screens, and having great spacing in your offense. You are listening to Shocker head coach Isaac Brown, Wichita State, coming off their first two games of the season, getting ready to host Oklahoma State this weekend, and we'll continue from AJ's right after this. Lubers, located in Cheney, Kansas, is the largest Chevy and Ford dealer in Kansas. At Lubers in Cheney, you'll find over 700 vehicles to choose from. And Lubers is a 30-year member of the Shocker Wheels Club. Plus, many family members and employees are Wichita State University graduates. And even more still, are fans of WSU Athletics. So take the short drive to Lubers in Cheney, Kansas. You'll be glad you did. Lubers, proud supporter of Shocker Athletics. Hey, Shocker fans. Ready for a new and exciting golf membership? Join the club where Shocker fans and staff play. When you join Great Life, you have two beautiful golf courses to choose from. Tallgrass Country Club and Willow Bend Golf Club. Experience our warm and inviting country club atmosphere. Perfect your skills at our excellent practice facilities. All included with that one membership. Enjoy the best golfing value in Wichita at one of our courses and spend more time on the fairway with Great Life. Is the front end of your car shaking like a Wooshock opponent? Well, if so, head for Kansas Land Tire before the next Shocker basketball game. At Kansas Land Tire, they can balance and align your front end as well as give your outfit that wintertime once over. That includes cooling system to the brakes to everything in between, making sure you and your car are both ready for another Kansas winter. Name brand tires and every type of mechanical service. It's what they do and do well at Kansas Land Tire. Find the shop nearest you at kansaslandtire.com. If you're out of air or need repair, these guys care. What if good health was infectious? What if the benefits of a healthy lifestyle could spread throughout our community? Providing each and every Kansan with the opportunity to live a healthier, happier life. At the Kansas Health Foundation, that's our mission. We invest in the ideas that combat today's top health threats because we believe that every Kansan deserves the chance to be healthy. Learn more at kansashealth.org. Go Shocks! When you're ready to retire, do it with a dental plan that gives you the smile power to make your golden years sparkle. When you're 10 minutes late for the breakfast menu and the server isn't a morning person. When your highfalutin son-in-law has grilling suggestions that are all hot air. You need an affordable and high-quality dental insurance plan to protect your healthy smile so you can unleash your smile power. Unleash your smile power with Delta Dental of Kansas. On the job, on the couch, on the go. We're following you everywhere you are with the Radio.com app. It's awesome. Download it today. 
1240 KFH. You're listening to the Isaac Brown Show with Mike Kennedy. We're live at AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley at the corner of 13th and Greenwich Road. And welcome back to our discussion with head coach Isaac Brown. I want to mention that we will not have a men's basketball show for the next two weeks because the uh, men's basketball team will be traveling next week to Tulsa, the following week to South Florida. So we'll be back in three weeks for our next men's coaches show with Coach Brown on the 28th of December. There will be a women's coaches show with Coach Keitha Adams next week from 6 to 7 here at AJ's. We'll get into all of that a little bit later with the travel and so forth. I wanted to talk about rebounding. You've been out rebounded slightly in both games, two by Oral Roberts, three by Missouri. Uh, certainly, I, I know effort has been good. How much of it is technique, boxing out, some of those kinds of things? I wasn't pleased with our rebounding against Oral Roberts. We got out rebounded on offensive glass. I think we gave up something like 18 offensive rebounds. The next practice, we had a rebounding session where guys had to box out. I thought we did a better job against Missouri boxing out. They out-rebounded us overall by two or three, but they only had eight offensive rebounds. I think we had something like 15. So I was pleased with the rebounding against uh, Missouri. Wasn't pleased with the rebound against Oral Roberts. I definitely think that's something we can get better at, though. And that's certainly an encouraging sign when you emphasize something from one game to the next and, and show that kind of improvement, certainly. Yes, without a doubt. We told our guards they got to start getting their rebound. And, you know, Mars Udeze is guarding the biggest guy on the floor. He got to box him out. Trey Wade is a little undersized at the fourth spot. So we got to get a little bit more rebounding from our guards. They got to start rebounding now as well. Dexter Dennis had seven rebounds yesterday. He's averaging six of the first two games, and Clarence Jackson just goes. I mean, he goes to the boards after everything hard. Yeah, Dexter, you know, he played well yesterday, made some shots. He did a great job on holding the SEC leading score to under five points. He did a great job on Pinson. He's one of our better defenders. He was able to make three threes in the game. He made some wide-open shots. Clarence Jackson is just energy off the bench. He's one of those guys that can guard one through four. And, again, I just think he's going to get better and better. Once he gets to know the system like the back of his hand, he can guard one through four. He can rebound. His scoring gets better. He'll be a good-time player for us. This is kind of an interesting stat. In both of your games so far, you've had 15 offensive rebounds, but only 18 and 13 second-chance points. So not getting many putbacks or certainly as many as you would like. And, and is some of that maybe a case of, of rushing those opportunities a little bit? I think they are. I think guys are getting offensive rebounds, and they think when you get offensive rebound, you got to put it back up. But if you don't have the shot, the best thing to do is try to get it outside to a guy for a wide-open three. That's the best time to get a wide-open three is when you get offensive rebound. So we got to do a good job of when we do offensive rebound, just taking a good shot and getting it back out if we don't have anything and running our offense. And certainly you mentioned Missouri's size. That certainly was a factor. You can get an offensive rebound, but you got a lot of traffic and, and big people in there. I felt like Mo, in particular against Royal Roberts had some opportunities. Maybe it was just a, a little quick, a little rush going back up with it. 
Yes, and you know, Tillman is a big-time defender. He's 6'11", 245, and you got to make sure you get angles like a guy on that. you got to make sure you're giving out a shot fake or something, trying to get him up in the air so he can leave his feet. And I th didn't think we did a great job of attacking him with shot fakes and using angles trying to get around him. We kept trying to go over the top. And again, he's 6'11". It's hard to shoot over a guy that's almost 7 feet tall. You know, speaking of Mo, and he maybe didn't have as many touches on the block yesterday as the Oral Roberts game, but he had three turnovers against Oral Roberts, and I thought a lot of that he just kind of held on to it too long sometimes or tried too long to make something happen, and certainly it looked like he had made some progress in that area yesterday. Yes, the Oral Roberts game, I felt like it was times that we were throwing the ball, and they really respected him on the block, so they wanted to double him with two people. And, you know, he rushed those shots. It wasn't great shots. So we went into practice and we talked about it. Anytime you're getting doubled in a low post to get it back out, I thought he did a better job of getting it back out. But, again, when Morris is going up against a guy that's 6'11", 245, 250, he got to do a better job of shot faking and using angles, trying to drive around those guys. Something else that's been encouraging and, and could go overlooked a little bit, I'm, I'm not sure if people are aware that over the last 11 games of last season, the Shockers as a team averaged fewer than 15 free throw attempts a game. So far this year, you've had 28 and 18. And so certainly that's a, a number that's heading in the right direction. And how much of that is, is kind of from your philosophy of wanting guys to put the ball on the floor and take it to the basket a little bit more? Exactly. I kind of think if you're putting the ball on the floor with a dribble drive and you're attacking off the bounce, that'll make the referees call more fouls. If you're just catching it, passing it, and swing around, you're not the aggressor on offense, so it's hard for the referee to call fouls then. So we're trying to do a better job of pushing it in transition, not going against a set defense, trying to get the ball in the paint a little bit more, not live with shooting threes. If you shoot a lot of threes, it's hard to get to the three-point line. So we've done a better job of attacking the basket. You had a really good night in the opener, almost 79%, 22 of 28, 11 of 18, 61% yesterday with some of the same guys, uh, Alterique, Trevin Wade, and Monzi Jackson, 11 of 12 against Oral Roberts. They were a combined 4 of 8 yesterday, but not as many attempts. And, and do you feel like the guys that are going to play a lot of minutes are, for the most part, good free throw shooters? Yes, I think we're a good free throw shooting team. That's something we practice every day. You know, the end practice most of the time. We got this drill called 10 perfect free throws, and you can do it individually or with one of your teammates. So that's something we practice every day. In order to win close games, you got to make a free throw. And I tell our guards all the time, you're going to have the ball in your hand late in the game. you got to step up and make a free throw. So that's something we practice a lot. And certainly uh, – your big guys that catch the ball around the basket are going to get fouled once in a while. I know that Mo really worked on that between his freshman and sophomore year, started out well last year, and then that new technique seemed to leave him for a while. So is that something that he is continuing to work on a lot? Yes, Morris practices every day on his shooting, his three-point shooting, which – you know, I don't mind him taking one, you know, every game. If he's wide open, it's a stationary three. But he practices on his free throws a lot. He gets in the gym before practice, after practice. Um, Isaiah Chandler, he's a good free throw shooter. Um, Joseph Ula, he's a good free throw shooter. So our bigs can make free throw. The goal for those guys is at least shoot 75% or better from the free throw line.
And, and certainly you watch Mo, it's an unusual looking technique, but uh, are you satisfied as long as when it comes to the point of releasing that everything's in the place it's supposed to be? I've never been a guy, you know, I'm a former Division One basketball player on changing someone's form. I believe if that's the way you grew up shooting and if you rep it a lot, you can get better at shooting that way. I think the key to being a good shooter is just getting in the gym and repping your shot all the time. So I haven't been big on trying to change anyone's form. Yeah, a guy that people really didn't get to see play in a game, a good example of that was Teddy Allen, who was in the program a couple of years ago and, and had a really unorthodox-looking shot. But uh, as a couple of you coaches told me, he'd shot it that way all his life and done it enough that it, it worked for him. Yeah, I think, you know, your form is something that you're comfortable with. So if you get in the gym a lot and you rep that shot, that's good for you. I think the key to becoming a great shooter is just living in the gym. All the guys that I've ever known that were good shooters, they came before practice, after practice, and they always worked on their shooting. Is that something that's a little more rare in today's college basketball players? Is that something that uh, is just not as commonplace as it used to be, say, even when you played? With free throw shooting? No, just getting in the gym on your own. Is it? Do you have to push them a little more than maybe you used to with guys? No, these guys today, they love getting in the gym, doing individual workout and stuff like that. I think back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago, guys just wanted to play basketball. They wanted to get in and play five on five and go up and down the floor. But these kids today, they like to do individual workouts, and that's something we do probably once or twice a week. We'll get probably three groups of four, get them in the gym and work on their individual instruction like shooting, ball handling, conditioning, just different type of stuff. Interesting. That's good to know. All right. We will take a time out. We'll come back with Coach Brown and uh, look at some of the guys individually through the first couple of games of the year as the Shockers get ready for Oklahoma State on Saturday. We're at AJ Sports Bill at the end. When two teams compete on the court, there can only be one winner. But in business and life, Coke Industries believes that win-win outcomes are the key to long-term success. That's why Coke creates innovations to meet everyday needs like cleaner water, renewable fuels, advanced medical devices, safer vehicles, and energy-efficient building materials. See the inspiring stories for yourself at kochindustries.com. Wake up, comb your hair, grab your keys, go to work, a clock in, clock out, sit in traffic, get home, TV on, grab a beer, roll a joint, take a sip, take a hit, relax. Hungry? Barbecue sounds good. Delivery? Nah, good to drive. Get in the car, get on the road, run the red. Never saw the other car. DUIs, jail time, death. These can and will happen if you drive impaired. Brought to you by the Kansas Department of Transportation and your Kansas law enforcement community. AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley, 13th and Greenwich Road in Wichita, your new home for Shocker Coaches shows. Be sure to check out our all-new burger menu because Mondays are burger days at AJ's. And don't forget, Thursdays are buy one, get one free pizza day. Dine-in only and excludes the Superdome. Join us for happy hour every day from 2 to 6 p.m. and 9 to 11 p.m. While you're here, ride the go-karts, take a turn in the laser maze, enjoy the game room, or bowl a couple games. AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley, home of the Superdome 29-inch pizza. Two locations in Wichita and one in Hutchinson. Proud supporter of Shocker Athletics. It's time to go inside the numbers with BKD CPAs and advisors. BKD has proudly served the Midwest for more than 90 years. Your team values excellence as much as ours, and we're your biggest fans. 
As you look toward continued growth and profitability, BKD has the bench strength and resources to help you develop a winning strategy. Everyone needs a trusted advisor. Who's yours? Go to BKD.com and go Shocks. Lubers, located in Cheney, Kansas, is the largest Chevy and Ford dealer in Kansas. At Lubers in Cheney, you'll find over 700 vehicles to choose from. And Lubers is a 30-year member of the Shocker Wheels Club. Plus, many family members and employees are Wichita State University graduates. And even more still, are fans of WSU Athletics. So take the short drive to Lubers in Cheney, Kansas. You'll be glad you did. Lubers, proud supporter of Shocker Athletics. On the job, on the couch, on the go. We're following you everywhere you are with the Radio.com app. It's awesome. Download it today. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. You're listening to the Isaac Brown Show with Mike Kennedy. We're live at AJ Sports Grill at the Alley at the corner of 13th and Greenwich Road. Welcome back to the Isaac Brown Show. Wichita State off to a 1-1 and start, hosting Oklahoma State on Saturday afternoon in their only game this week. And we'll talk about the Cowboys a little bit later. But we were talking about several individuals. You touched on Alterique Gilbert. And uh, obviously through the first couple of games, it's apparent that he can be one of those guys, a point guard who can both score himself and distribute and has gained enough experience that he has a good sense of when to do both. Good player, really been running our team, doing a good job of getting guys shots. I talk to him all the time about, I just think, Altariq, you could be one of those guys that lead the league and assists. You could make life easier for Dexter and Tyson, getting them wide open shots. Again, he can create off the bounce. He can create off ball screens. He does a great job of creating help situations, getting guys wide open shots. He can even make life easier for our bigs by getting in the paint, drawing help, throwing it to them for a dump down so they can get a layup or a dunk. He's a good player. He's got to make sure he's doing a good job of running our team. You know, he's also shown an ability to kind of fool people, set them off balance, a little head fake or a little hesitation, or even he's, he's recovered a couple of loose balls and turned it into a shot effort. He just seems to have a good sense of where he is and, and situations that he's in. Yeah, excellent ball handler, a guy that, like I said, can create off the bounce with either hand. He's excellent in ball screens. He can split ball screens. He can reject ball screens. He's really good at the end of shot clock at creating the shot. Um, one of our clock plays is a play we call middle Z, and we set a ball screen up top, and he uses the ball screen like he did right there at the beginning, the end of the first half, when I think he got Morris Udeze a wide-open layup. I, I'll knock on wood as I ask you this question, but his first two years at UConn, he had a lot of problems with a shoulder. In fact, one of the games that we played against them, he, he re-injured the shoulder. The last couple of years, seems like that has stabilized, and, and do you feel like he's found the answer to, to keeping healthy with that? Yes, I think we're doing a good job of, um, you know, he hurt himself against us on a back screen in the full court. He does a great job of picking guys up 94 feet, zigzagging them, and we're making sure in practice when he pick up like that, 
if he's getting a screen that we make sure we call it out. But I told him, I said, I know you've been injured, but as a basketball player, you got to try to fight through those injuries and play like you're not injured. He's done a good job of, you know, with our strength and conditioning coach, of building up his body, getting stronger, and he's able to take those licks now without getting hurt. You know, you go back to the, the days when this program had Fred Van Vliet and Ron Baker and Takeo Cotton, and those, you know, that's a, that's a pretty unfair standard to even talk about, but one of the things that the Shockers were so good at was pressure at the point of attack, really putting pressure on the opposing team's guards and making it difficult for them to get into their offense. And, and certainly you don't have those guys come along all the time, but it seems like this team has the potential to be able to do a pretty good job of that. I think Alterique Gilbert can do that. He can pick you up 94 feet. He can get after your point guard. He's the start of our defense because he's guarding the ball at the top. I think he can be excellent at it. He's got to do a better job of making sure that he's getting in the gaps on defense when he's not guarding the point guard. But he's doing a great job of pressuring the ball, and we expect him to get better as that throughout the season. Trevin Wade against Oral Roberts uh, guarding Asmus uh, for part of the game showed some potential to be that kind of guy on the perimeter also. Trevin is a good defender coming off the bench, and that's what we want from our point guards. They're the head of the defense. You know, they're the ones that's on the basketball, putting a lot of pressure, trying to get deflections, and we need those guys to do that for our defense to be elite. And you mentioned Dexter Dennis at, at 6'5". He can play a lot of different opponents, a lot of different sizes. And as you mentioned, you had him on Xavier Pinson, their outstanding point guard yesterday. Xavier Pinson, he leads the SEC in scoring at 20 a game. He's a guy that's probably going to play at the next level. Dexter did a great job of holding him under five points. He's one of the best defenders in the country. He can guard one through four. And, um, you know, he's a big-time defender. He can guard a lot of different positions. And certainly that's kind of a thankless job. So obviously to be that good at it, you have to take some pride in it and, and really care about it. Yes, you do. And a lot of times, you know, when you're a big-time defender like that, you're chasing guys constantly throughout, and then you got to go on the other end and make wide-open shots. So that's why I think it's good for Gilbert to be able to create help situations to get Dexter easy shots because he's putting a lot of his energy on the defensive end, chasing guys, guarding the team's leading score. So we got to make sure we do a good job of getting him wide-open shots. One guy we haven't talked about, and he is on the uh, American Conference honor roll today, Tyson Etienne, averaged 20 points per game in the two games last week. Uh, Kendrick Davis of SMU is the player of the week, but they named five honor roll players, and, and Tyson is one of those guys. Certainly he shot it better against Oral Roberts than he did against Missouri. He was really being defended, but I, I thought that he really hung in there well. He was like 0 for 6 or something at one point and, and really hung in there and made some shots later in the game and kind of adjusted a little bit. I told Tyson at the beginning of the year, if you miss five in a row, keep shooting. If you're wide open, you practice every day. I've seen you make shots. I don't ever want you to stop shooting. Just take good shots. we got to do a better job of trying to get Tyson open in transition because once we get to half court, the team is going to put their best defender on him and they're got, not going to leave him at all. So we got to do a better job of screening to get him open. we got to do a better job of finding him in transition. we got to do a better job of creating off the bounce, forcing them to help and getting him wide open shots. And, and just to follow up on what you just said, typically, you know, you're going to want guys to come down and transition. And if they're going to fire one up, 
kind of look to see that somebody's underneath. Is he a guy that you don't mind shooting it pretty quickly in transition from three, let's say, because he is so accurate most of the time? Yeah, if Tyson is open, I want him shooting the ball. I think he's a guy that can make eight to ten in the game. I think he's a weapon. He's a guy that can can take the score ten points quickly off making, you know, three or four threes. We got to do a better job, like I said, of just finding him in transition creating off the bounce, setting screens for him. I want him shooting 10 to 12 shots every game. He's a weapon. He can make shots and he can get it going. He's averaging 20 points a game right now. We just got to do a better job of getting him open. And I know that he is a young man who's receptive to coaching, and certainly uh, I know he works hard in his all-around game, not just his shooting. Yeah, he does a great job. He comes in the office every day, and he's talking about, Coach, what can I do to get better? Coach, what can I do to be a better leader? Coach, what can I do to get in better shape? He comes in to practice early. He leaves late. He's always a guy that's in the gym getting up two, 300 extra shots. He eats right. He trains right. He stretches right. He's just a high-level guy, and we're expecting big things out of him. We saw Ricky Council for about ten and a half minutes yesterday, and I know that you were pleased with what he was able to do. First of all, people may not know you, he were on, you were on some type of minutes restriction about how much you could play him coming off of the, the COVID thing. But uh, I wanted to ask you about him, and then also, who are we going to start to see now that you're starting to get your players back this week? I think it's really hard to do what Ricky just did, to be in quarantine 10 to 14 days, and you come out and you do an individual workout for about 15 minutes, and then you get put on the basketball court against a senior-oriented team that's probably going to the NCAA tournament and play well like he did. I'm expecting a lot of big things out of Ricky. He's a big-time athlete. He's as athletic as Dexter Dennis. He can bounce the ball. He can score it in transition. He's going to get better and better. He just got to learn the system, and he got to be able to get in practice and just get some reps up. You know, he's been in quarantine this time 10 to 14 days. I want to say two or three months ago he had to quarantine for a close contact. So, you know, he's going to get better and better each game. Of the guys that you've had, the eight we've talked about, those are all guys, at least if you got set with eight, that, that were going to play quite a bit anyway. Of the others that have not played yet, is Craig Porter maybe the guy that would have played the most if he had been available and is most ready to, to help you right now? 100%. Craig Porter is a winner. He's a guy that can play the one, two, the three. He's a junior in college. You know, he has junior college experience. He just wins basketball game. I can't tell you, you know, naturally what position. He's a guard. You know, he's one of those guys can play the three. He can guard the other team, best score. He can play the two. He can score the basketball. He can run your team. He's a good player, and I can't wait for him to get back. That's going to help our backcourt a lot when Craig Porter is back. And, and I, I don't know how much you want to or, or feel like you can say about specific names, but today was a day off for practice and so forth. So starting up tomorrow, at least what kind of numbers are you going to start to have back coming out of this process? Ricky Council will be back. He can have a full practice. None of the other guys can have a full practice. They under like um, COVID, certain stuff they can do like – when you first come back, you got to get an EKG. You know, you got to check their heart, all that stuff. Um, the next day, they're able to do a 15-minute workout with our strength and conditioning coach. 
Um, the next day after that, they get a 30-minute workout that's controlled, so it's not like a full practice. The next day after that, they get a 45-minute control workout so it'll be about two or three days before they can officially have a, a set two-hour practice so it'll be a while exactly before those guys are back 100 percent but some at least if not all will be at least available if you want to try to put them in the game on saturday yes some will be available um porter will be available ricky council will be available Jaden seymour will be available and, you know, all the walk-ons will be available. So we'll have a good nucleus back for this game. But they can't start official practice until late Wednesday or Thursday. Now, you mentioned Ricky is back and can practice tomorrow. And are the walk-ons also available? So at least that you're at a point where you can start to go five-on-five five and work on some things a little bit. Yes, we can go five-on-five five tomorrow. We have the walk-ons back. We have Ricky Council back. So we will have, you know, 11 or 12 guys. We can definitely have a normal practice now with drills, transitioning drills like we got to work on. So we'll have enough guys available, but we're still will be missing four or five guys that I expect to play a lot for us this year. I know this is a hard thing to evaluate, but do you feel like just just that, just having 11 or 12 guys and now you're going five on five, psychologically as much as what you accomplish physically is is important in this crazy season? I think having those guys back, it helps me now I can hold guys accountable. When you got eight guys and you try to get a kid that – you know, made a couple of mistakes to get on the sideline and need to do push-ups or some extra running. Now we got to start practice because we only got seven. So I think having the nucleus of the team back, it helps with our accountability with all those guys. So it's going to help tremendously. Yeah, there's one other thing that's a, a pretty crazy number to me. You've had eight guys for two games, and yet in the Oral Roberts game, your bench outscored their bench 22-7 to and against Missouri. And he was running guys in like crazy, starting right off the bat, trying to wear you down and getting a lot of players in. And you outscored their bench 20-15 to with just three guys on the bench. Yeah, our bench is doing a tremendous job. You know, Isaiah Chandler is coming off. He's made an immediate impact. He's shooting a good percentage from the field. He hadn't taken many shots. Clarence Jackson is rebounding. He's scoring. You know, last game he had 14-7. and seven. Ricky came off the bench and played a good game. We're getting a lot from those guys, you know, off the bench. So the bench has been good so far. All right, we are going to talk about the week coming up and who the Shockers are facing. And actually we'll talk about the next couple a little bit since we won't have a show next week. So stay tuned as we continue with Isaac Brown right after this. This broadcast has been an exclusive presentation of the Shocker Sports Properties Radio Network. Executive producer is Mark Rogers. For information about this broadcast, contact Shocker Sports Properties. Coverage of the Wichita State Shockers is authorized by Shocker Sports Properties and is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast, internet streaming, or other use of the accounts and descriptions of this game without written consent on Shocker Sports Properties, Play Fly Sports, or the university is prohibited. The Shocker Sports Properties Radio Network is a division of Shocker Sports Properties and Play Fly Sports. On the job, on the couch, on the go. We're following you everywhere you are with the Radio.com app. It's awesome. Download it today. Hey, soccer fans. Ready for a new and exciting golf membership? 
Join the club where soccer fans and staff play. When you join Great Life, you have two beautiful golf courses to choose from, Tallgrass Country Club and Willowbend Golf Club. Experience our warm and inviting country club atmosphere. Perfect your skills at our excellent practice facilities, all included with that one membership. Enjoy the best golfing value in Wichita at one of our courses and spend more time on the fairway with Great Life. Is the front end of your car shaking like a Wooshock opponent? Well, if so, head for Kansas Land Tire before the next Shocker basketball game. At Kansas Land Tire, they can balance and align your front end as well as give your outfit that wintertime once over. That includes cooling system to the brakes to everything in between, making sure you and your car are both ready for another Kansas winter. Name brand tires and every type of mechanical service. It's what they do and do well at Kansas Land Tire. Find the shop nearest you at kansaslandtire.com. If you're out of air or need repair, these guys care. Give your employees the smile power they need to conquer any business challenge with a healthy grin. When you want your top people to feel at the top of their game. When your sales team is fresh out of rebuttals and the deal needs to get closed. When it's time to pick a dental insurance plan, give your employees the nation's largest network of smile-defending dentists with plan options that meet your company's budget. Unleash your smile power with Delta Dental of Kansas. When Coke Industries seeks new talent for its workforce, it travels all of two miles from its global headquarters to Wichita State University. The team at Coke is filled with shockers who are creating innovations to meet everyday needs like cleaner water, renewable fuels, advanced medical devices, safer vehicles, and energy-efficient building materials. See the inspiring stories for yourself at kochindustries.com. On the job, on the couch, on the go. We're following you everywhere you are with the radio.com app. It's awesome. Download it today. On the job, on the couch, on the go. We're following you everywhere you are with the radio.com app. It's awesome. Download it today. 97.5 and 1240 KFA. You're listening to the Isaac Brown Show with Mike Kennedy. We're live at AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley at the corner of 13th and Greenwich Road. Welcome back to our Coaches Show with Isaac Brown, Wichita State men's basketball with one game this week, Saturday afternoon, against Oklahoma State. Before we talk about them, all of this still pretty new to all of you. You move up to the head coaching position, two of the assistants were already in place, and you had Billy Kennedy just as you were heading to South Dakota to start the season. So do you feel like all of that is is coming together in terms of just all of you getting a, a feel, not so much a feel for each other, but just how to, how to divvy up the roles and, and who's responsible for what and, and how you interact and so forth. I think it's coming together great. I think Coach Kennedy fits in perfect with our staff. You know, he has head coaching experience, you know, at Murray State and Texas A&M. He's won NCAA tournament games. Um, coach Lou Cadino was a head coach in junior college. He's a great X and O and guy. He's um, great on the floor teaching. Um, coach Tyson is an experienced guy. So I think the nucleus is coming together. Our coaching staff, I like it. Everybody plays a great role. Oklahoma State this weekend. And if I recall, didn't you have the scout on them last year down at Stillwater? I had the scout on them three years ago and two years before that. Coach Cadino did a great job last year. That scouting report, we went down there and we played great. Um, Lou did a great job in game planning, practice planning for that game. We went down there and we played really well. We defended well. 
We shot the ball well. It was a total team effort. It was a great win for us on the road. You know, it's, it's kind of a different team. They had five of their top six depart through graduation and so forth. But uh, Isaac Likely, who didn't play against you last year, was a guy that I know you really prepared for. And then right before game time, you found out he was ill and not going to suit up. But he's a guy that was their second leading scorer last year, second leading scorer and rebounder this year. And then four other guys who played a lot last year and played a lot against you who are back and, and certainly part of their core group. Yeah, Isaac Likely didn't play last year in that game. He's a big-time player. I think he's an NBA guy, a guy that's going to play in the NBA 10 to 15 years. They added a kid, Cade Cunningham, who is projected to be a top three NBA draft pick. So anytime you got a guy like that on your team, he's more than capable of taking over a game. we got to do a good job of guarding those two guys and just doing a good job of guarding overall, getting back in transition. we got to make those guys go against a set defense every time up the floor they're fouring four and oh right now they're playing really well and they want a big road game at marquette Cade cunningham is six eight but in the evaluations of him coming out of high school he was listed in a lot of them as a point guard i don't know if he's actually playing the point for them but certainly is a guy at six eight who can play all over the court and fill up all the columns He's a matchup problem. Him and Isaac Leaky Leak, they're both matchup problems. Um, Kate Cunningham is running the point right now, and they will throw him inside as well. So you got to put a bigger defender on him, somebody like Dexter Dennis, but he's going to post up. So we got to make sure we're doing a good job of doubling low posts because, again, the guy is 6'8", and um, Isaac Leaky Leak, he's one of those guys that can also play the point. He can go inside. He can post up. So it'll be a different game. They're, they post up their guards more than they post up their big guys. We've got to do a better job of guarding in the low post, and that's something we've got to practice this week. Guards are not used to guarding in the low post. In this game, they're going to have to play post defense, so that's something we're going to practice all week long. And... Uh one, they had a top 10 rated recruiting class, but, uh, but they are playing quite a few freshmen. This is not a, a veteran team like Missouri was that you faced over the weekend. Yeah, it's not an old team like Missouri. It's a good basketball team. Um, they got the two twins inside that started the four and the five. Like I said, they got Isaac Leakey like back. He's a good on-ball defender. He's one of the better players in the Big 12. Um, Cade Cunningham is a problem offensively and defensively. You know, we got to do different schemes to guard him in the low post and him on the perimeter. We just got to have a good defensive effort. And very quickly, because we won't be here next Monday, uh, I know you haven't scouted them, but right after that, you go to Tulsa for a Tuesday game and you're into conference play in your fourth game of the season. Yeah, Tulsa's a good basketball team. They won our league last year. They're off to a great start. Um, good basketball team, well coached. Um, we got to do a great job. We go down there just, like I said, guarding without defending. That's the key to our season. We got to make sure we defend at a high level. Well, we're off to it, and we'll keep doing this, but no show next two weeks as the Shockers will be traveling, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at Coke Arena on Saturday afternoon. Okay, thanks for having me, brother. That's our show this week. Thanks for joining us, Utah State and Oklahoma State, coming up at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon at Coke Arena. This has been the Wichita State Shocker Men's Basketball Coaches Show with head coach Isaac Brown and Mike Kennedy. Live from AJ Sports Grill at the Alley, 13th and Greenwich Road.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.